Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Three Geeks Podcast. It is Jason, Justin, and Max today. We are joined by our friend, Sean Forney. Sean, we haven't talked in a while. Yeah, it's it's been a minute. It's been, I'm going to guess, two years, maybe? Yeah, pre-COVID is what I was fi- trying to figure right. out in the car, if it was pre-COVID or not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how how has... It's hard to... It's hard to, to get on the schedule with the busy, busiest man in comic book entertainment. <laughs> yeah, it's him and Victor. I don't know which one's busier. But uh, <laughs> Sean, Sean, how you been? Good, good. It's It's been a crazy couple years with everything going on, but uh, good, good. How about you guys? More of the same, really. All right. Still, still fat and happy. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and married now. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm married now. I'm Congratulations, married. fat, happy, Thank married. It's, it's <laughs> that's that's what everyone dreams for, right? Like the triumvirate. Oh. Usually, uh, people get uh, fatter as they, their marriage continues. Max went into it ready to go. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I've already I've already done the fat thing. I've pre <laughs> like <laughs> I've pre eaten. <laughs> pre game the wedding. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, as a traveling artist, Sean, uh, what what was the COVID experience like for you? Oh man, nerve wracking, uh, panic inducing, uh, and then uh, enlightening. Um, just uh, hopefully not to make a really long story here, but so right before, like at least the United States shut down. We went and did uh, C2E2. It was uh, the last weekend of February of 2020. And uh, it ended up being like the last con for 2020. We went and did the con, kept hearing all the rumbling rumors of, you know, things are going to shut down. You know, everybody's worried about what's going on. Uh, And we just, you know, we didn't know what was going on. There wasn't a whole lot of concrete knowledge at that point and so like we we went into the con like we stopped on the way and grabbed clorox wipes so we could keep everything wiped down and grab more hand sanitizer that kind of thing and um throughout the weekend everybody heard like on the news like oh china's shutting down oh this is happening that's happening and we we did the con con went well we got home and because of all of our extra methods this first time we never got con crud so that was that was a plus um, and then, uh, uh, we, uh, we got home, we were home for like, uh, I'll say like, I think it was about two weeks and everything just kept building up on the news. And I told my wife, like, yeah, she's a, she's a school teacher. I'm like, you guys are going to shut down. Like this, this is kind of getting out of control whatever. And she didn't believe me at first. And then it was about like that next week. That's when they found out, you know, things were shutting down. And that's when like pretty much everything said we're shutting down. And that's when that's when the panic set in, um, because I was like, okay, we can't do any cons. We've got you know X cons lined up for the year; those are all going out the window. So it's like there's a good chunk of income out the window. And it was like, okay, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Thankfully, I've got some some really good folks that uh, I've gotten to know over the last few years that were uh, incredibly uh, helpful and you know made things. Uh, smooth out as, uh, as the year went on. Um, so like world shut down at the like mid end of March, uh, in April, when all the comic book companies, uh, said, you know, pencils down, we're not, we're not producing name of books. We're not printing comic shops can't be open, blah, blah, blah. There was a lot of comic shops that were like in utter panic, just like I was. 
going, how are we going to pay rent? How are we going to keep the, uh, the doors open? You know? Um, so, uh, most people might be familiar with my work from doing all the, uh, do you poo all out poo, hardly thin, tig and verse, all this mess, uh, with Marat Michaels and counterpoint comics. And, um, a lot of the comic book retailers decided to go do a lot of online sales, uh, whether it be Facebook live or, you know, setting up a store online, this kind of thing. And they needed product because Marvel, DC image, everybody done, you know, we're not doing anything. So they got in touch with them and they were like, Hey, we need some, some exclusives to sell. What can we do? And we not only cranked out, I think in April, we cranked out something like 20 different covers for all the various books. Um, but we also did a brand new book, which ended up being Tigginverse, and we knocked that thing out. I think it was like two weeks and that saved my butt in one respect of, Hey, I just got a paying gig that, you know, took me through the month of April. Cool. You know, I'm feeling a little bit better about things. Um, but also introduced me to this, like I was familiar with it with uh, a couple of retailer buddies and I'll give a shout out to my buddy, Steve McDonald over at Clan McDonald comics. I, those guys have been very successful at doing live sales and going on Facebook and, and being able to move product because they have really big followings in their groups of, of comic fans and stuff. And I was like, we're going to, we're going to wing it and try what we can do. So Steph and I set up multiple live sales. Uh, we did, we did a couple through a couple of online retailers where they let us like take the reins of their Facebook page and do a sale. And I got booked up with commissions like, I was crazy. I was at one point I was telling everybody, give me like a six month period to, you know, get all these things done. So I went from panic to, like I said, I was, I was enlightened by, I learned all this stuff that we could do online. And I probably about 20, around 2015, I had kind of dabbled in trying to do the Twitch thing and get online and stream artwork. Um, so this pushed me even further to, I waited one day until uh micro center was open and they were allowing customers to come in the store Steph and I went, we bought a, uh, bought a new webcam. Uh, I bought a bare bones, really cheap, like maybe $150 computer so we could set up on my drawing desk so I could start live streaming, which evolved into my buddy Rodney Fike and I, we, we started doing Thursday night throwdown and Friday night draw where we live stream for hour and a half, two hours and all this kind of mess. So all that stuff helped me find my way through the pandemic and survive and, uh, come out on, I'll say the other side, eh, you, can, you know, everybody's got their own opinion, whether it's done or not, whatever, I'm not going to dive into that, but uh, coming, you know, this side of it now, we've got a few more tools at our disposal now when it comes to how we do all this mess. Uh, yeah, because that's what you needed. You need the uh, more stuff to do. Like, yeah, I, I get, like Sean Forty, hardest working guy. And I'm like, what, what does he do during the pandemic? Of course, it's not relaxed. Why would he do that? He's, 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 he's going to double down. He's going to get more work than he can handle. <laughs> that's absolutely what I did. And that's what I've continued to do. Um, and uh, so I, 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 I forgot to mention, like when everything shut down, we had we ran a Kickstarter in 2019 and we were starting to fulfill it at the beginning of 2020. So some of the stuff got delivered at C2E2 and we came home with every expectation of, all right, we're just going to start packing this stuff up and get it shipped out to everybody. So we literally spent the, the couple first couple of weeks of shutdown in our basement daily for good stretch of time, packing up 300 and some packages to ship out from that Kickstarter. Oh man. So it was like, we, we, 
like you said, Max, we, uh, you know, decided to take on more stuff. We turned our basement into a shipping department. We built some new shelves, put up everything. So it make it more convenient to ship stuff. And yeah, we just, we just went to town with all of it. That's awesome, man. Tell us about the new Kickstarter, which is doing amazing. Anybody that's followed us. And, um, uh, I think we've gathered, uh, to do this, uh, this podcast thing for at least, the the last three out of the five Kickstarters that we've done, we, we started the, the Scarlet Hunters book way back in uh, 2003 was when we first developed the character. The first book was published 2004. So we've been working on this character and this story arc for darn near 20 years now. It's 18 years, I guess. <laughs> um, and we've uh, we finally got to the point because it, it takes about an average of two to three years per book for me to like squeeze it into my schedule. This is uh, this is wrapping up that story arc that we started way back then. So this is uh, Scarlet, who's a modern day descendant of Little Red Riding Hood. And uh, instead of a single big bad wolf, there are many numerous werewolves that she's hunting. Uh, so she's trying to figure out who murdered her mother, why she was murdered, all this kind of stuff. So she's been on a, a revenge quest and uh, we're finally getting to the close of that and uh, dropping little nuggets of where volume two might head. Check out 2024's really? volume two, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that, that, that's cool. Like, you know, you've had, you definitely had like this long arc to do. Like, are you, like, do you feel like, you, like, is it like, okay, we finally got to the end of this. Like, do you feel kind of relieved or like sad? Like, are you going to miss like kind of like this pool to play in or, or, you know, are you just like, all right, finally we got there. We can move on to like the next thing. Well, when when we got the story written and we went through, I don't know how many revisions to get it where we wanted, I did feel a little bit of like, oh, okay, cool. We've got the story. I'm still drawing it. So like, I'm not to the point where I'm like, all right, it's, it's done. I'm, you know, I've wrapped this one up. Um, but uh, it's just kind of been the excitement of, cool, we're, we're finally getting to the end of the story. We're telling all the cool stuff. I'm Like with this story, like all the previous stuff, Steph has uh, written all the scripts based on some ideas that we've kind of like thrown around and we've just been kind of building off that. This time around was the first time we're like, okay, I know this is the end of the story arc. There's specific things I want to see in the story. There's stuff that I think we need to like do to close out this thing. And there's all sorts of Easter eggs I want to hide in this. So I spent basically like the last two years in my sketchbook jotting down notes off and on of like, ooh, this needs to happen in the story. That needs to happen in the story. And uh, sometime last year, we had a long car ride ahead of us to go to a con or something like that. May have been going to C2E2 last December. That uh, I was like, all right, I got you in the car for a number of hours. Let's <laughs> go through the, all these story notes I've got written. Uh, and so we did. And so we like kind of trimmed the story a little bit, kind of you know made it a little neater. And then uh, last, like July into August, almost like this time last year, we were doing some remodeling on the house. So we spent about a week where we were out of the house. We were at my mother-in-law's. And so Steph took all my sketchbook notes and her sketchbook and stuff and fleshed out the story. And it was like, all right, now we've got the story. Now we know where we're going. I've been, I've been working on the artwork for it um, for the last few months now. And we got ready to launch this whole Kickstarter and you know, get everybody to know, hey, we're doing this thing. Uh, we've, we we planned it around uh, uh, four convention appearances that we've done since the beginning of June to get the word out, promote this thing. 
And once once all that's done, once the Kickstarter's wrapped, once I know we've got the book shipped out, then I'll take that moment to breathe <laughs> and then get ready to dive into volume two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Sean, I don't I don't believe you. I, like, do you even sleep? Is that is that something that you're capable of doing? Uh, I, I, I try my darndest i like sleep it's fun you know i i enjoy it um meditates for four hours and is back to work yeah, it's, yeah it's he's like that. bruce wayne's like i stay awake for 23 hours of the day yeah i i, I try to manage I'm, I'm trying my darndest to manage my schedule a little bit better so that it can be a little bit more Ooh, spend a little time on my thing spend a little time on whatever i've got for clients and commissions and whatnot but it's it's been a been a little trying lately of trying to fit all that in but yeah it's it's you know it's it's kind of the grind it's it's kind of all part of the the package deal of doing this stuff i am impressed i've been to three or four cons since you know things have started to open up a bit and so far no con crud which i expected to get the con covid and i was really like did not want that because the con flu sucked I can't yeah. even imagine like another level to that. But so far, <laughs> I've been blessed. No con crud at all from the last four cons. That was the only time. thing that I enjoyed during COVID is like, I there was no like common cold that whole time. Like, yeah. yeah and then, you know, it's like you said, with everyone sanitizing and wiping down everything, like, and not touching hands, you know, like, yeah, con crud is, it could be a thing of the past. They're like, <laughs> Uh, we're probably going to bring it back, but you know, again, like that's that is the one I'd say positive at least. It's like, hey, like nobody, you don't, you don't have to like we can gather together and not feel like crap. Like, go figure. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I, I had a quick question, and so it's an eighteen-year journey for this volume, right? Has the story transitioned in a way that you weren't expecting? Like, did you have point A and point B in terms of B being the end, book five, and book one? Did, did that vary a lot over the course of eighteen years, or has it? But in pretty consistent, just a matter of fluctuating the story in between. Oh, it, it very much has has gone all over the place uh, since we started. Because when we did the the first issue, it was kind of on a whim. It was uh, we initially were asked by a publisher to um, do a, a single one uh, one shot uh, based on us doing the two short uh, five page stories in their anthology, and through different circumstances, we ended up self-publishing it. And it was just kind of like, all right, let's, let's tell the story. Let's, let's start the story and introduce the character. And, uh, you know, when we did the first two little, uh, anthology, uh, stories, like I, I'd say they don't really flow in continuity with the, the sure. stuff we've, we've since done. Um, but it was just, we were developing the character. We were, we were, we were learning as we went. This was like when it first started out, it was it was just a means to an end in a way. It was like I needed to have some books to sit on the table setting up at conventions. It's like we, we need to come up with something. So we did. We did this short story. We got it out. Then folks actually started going like, well, where's issue two? And it's like, uh, we'll, we'll start doing issue two. We just got to <laughs> sell a whole lot more of these things. Because uh, at that point in time, there was no crowdfunding. It was this all came out of our pocket. Um, so everything's black and white for the first couple issues. Um, and, uh, so we did, we did issue two and, and that idea changed a couple of times because we were, we were at a con with a group of friends and we started like just spitballing ideas and it was like, oh, we should do this. We should do that. And I had kind of drawn up a little bit of that, but then 
when it came time to do actually issue two, we set most of that stuff aside. It was just kind of silly. And it was like, and eh, now this doesn't flow with what we want to do. Did issue two. Um, when it came time to do issue three, uh, I think we ran the Kickstarter in 2012 and the book came out 2013. It was uh, like an eye-opening experience to do the whole Kickstarter thing, get introduced to it, go through all the, the hassles and steps and everything involved to do it. And again, it was like, we knew where one part of the story was going in that book because we decided to do the crowdfunding thing. We were going to go full color and uh, go offset printing and all this craziness. Um, we did three short stories um, and two of them are kind of in continuity, but it's like, eh, they could kind of go either way. But it was a way to like get the book out. Let's see what we can do with this. Um, by that point in time, we had started doing San Diego Comic-Con and it was a way of like, all right, let's let's produce the book. Let's you know try to see what we can do. It was it was going and setting up in small press at San Diego and and you know going. All right, cool. Where's the movie check? Because um, that was kind of like the, the goal my buddies had for a number of years, and it's like I kind of like joined in and like yeah, that'd be awesome if somebody came by and wanted to pick up the property. Let's 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 go for it. Um, let's get it on Netflix. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I'll so give Sean that Disney money. Sean deserves sure, Disney money. Sure, yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> um and, and that that's kind of what that fueled that idea a little bit and then uh we did uh so that was that was like 2013 and finally after a bunch of prodding from my buddy uh which i'll totally throw him under the bus josh warner he he and i had been going out and doing uh san diego comic-con since i think 2010 was the first year out there he wanted to do a crossover story and it's like well i I've got to find time to fit this stuff in between other projects. And um, he was bringing up these ideas as I was like incredibly busy with a bunch of stuff I had lined up. So it's like, all right, if we're going to do this crossover story, I need to tell the rest of the story before I'm going to dive into, you know, doing this whole thing. So that like little fire under me and we went about going and putting together uh, Scarlet Hunters Adventures, which was our, our third Kickstarter uh, it was, two Kickstarters ago, something like that. Um, and that was, uh, let's see, what year was that? Eh, that part is kind of inconsequential, but we got everything done and that was what we, we put out for 2020. So again, it was a good stretch between the couple of issues, but that was where we kind of, we kind of really figured out how we wanted to do the Kickstarter stuff going forward. You know, it took us three times to really kind of get in the groove of like, okay, this is how we approach it. Now we got the story where we want, and that's where we really locked in the story of everything that's going on between issue one and leading up to issue five. And we did a new new version of uh, the uh, Field Guide to Cryptids, which we did last year, which we finally got to do the book we wanted. We did an original version in 2011, but we could only afford to do black and white. It was like half the size. We made this book the way we wanted to finally. And kind of dabbled in all the other areas that we want to tell stories maybe eventually, but not stuff to fit in the main storyline. So it's like, these things will have to wait, but here's a cool way to read it with a bunch of cool artwork from all of our friends. And then all that led up to this one to where it's like, we've, we figured out where the story's going. I've kind of thrown in my little nuggets of where I think I want to take the story for volume two. Uh, and then some point Steph's going to rein me in and kind of narrow it down a little bit more. <laughs> Sweet. I'm, uh, that's cool. Like I, I, I dig that uh, you're not uh, 
we were, we were talking about George R. R. Martin the other day on, on the cast, and I was like, <laughs> man, yeah, I just I just need the thing to come to the end. Like, I mean, okay, like, can we get to the, the <laughs> I need resolution here? Yeah, right. Yeah, right? like so. No, thank you, thank you for that. <laughs> well, yeah, and I I freaked oh. out this morning talking of uh, George R. R. Martin and find out he's got COVID. I'm like, he needs to finish that book. <laughs> Nah, it's uh, he's not doing, doing it. Right I refuse to believe he's doing <laughs> uh, it. Yeah, yeah. Like I, 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 I've lost all hope. I'm, I'm in the abyss. I, I, I don't. <laughs> I, yeah, I just don't think it's ever gonna happen. But uh, you know, that's fine. That's fine. Scarlet Hunters Five is coming out. Like that's <laughs> God. God. God forbid anything happens to George R. R. Martin. But after afterwards, you find out the books have been done for like many years and just sitting in a shelf. <laughs> they hated my endings. <laughs> yeah, he's got like he's trolling us all. He's got hundreds of books laying there with all, all the various endings he's come up with. Just <laughs> decide, I want to go with. Choose your own adventure. Game yeah, yeah. Stuff. yeah. <laughs> that would be cool too. You should really just release that. Like, I mean, who would cry about that? Like you can you can read the the Danny goes insane ending, or you can read a completely different one. Like like what. How do you want it to end? I'm down for that. There you go. <laughs> Speaking of hundreds of books in your house, like, do you have a hundred, like, thousands of issues, like, in your basement where you're shipping stuff out? Like, do you just have <laughs> stacks of your, of your issues? Uh, yes and no. <laughs> Not thousands, hundreds. Yeah. 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 Um, upstairs, uh, we, we designated. There's a, a closet upstairs that we designated for all the comics, um, gotcha. all of all our like back stock. And then, yeah, I usually got to cart down stuff every once in a while, go to the basement, pack stuff up. And uh, we, we learned all sorts of things during this COVID adventure of how to set up pickups from the post office. We we came across a shipping service so we can do everything from the comfort of our couch. Sweet. <laughs> as, a, as a fellow geek, what, what did you enjoy most out of uh, San Diego? Give us your three favorite announcements. Oh, um, definitely the Wakanda Forever trailer and the She-Hulk trailer. I'm gonna lump those as one because that that was cool, and then just all the uh, announcements from Marvel in general. Because like we were sitting at the drink and draw at Gem City last weekend, and my phone was just like ding, 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 like every couple of seconds as Disney was posting. Well, we announced this, we announced that. Um, so just all that in general, I th- I'd say is two, and a third one would probably be uh, I was quite the surprise was the Dungeons and Dragons trailer. I, I saw some of the like. For like promo photos i'm like oh my god this is gonna be awful and then i saw the trailer and i'm like this could actually work yeah they got the essence right. of playing D D. right yeah it feels like people playing a campaign as i was watching it and i i, I like that okay, we'll see if it's better than box macking now but uh yeah it, it, it I, looked all right i was just gonna mention that i i fell in love with box machina like that is incredible i i've rewatched it three He's times <laughs> yeah <laughs> I need to check. Apparently, though, oh. uh, from what I've read, is we got San Diego Comic Con got the Disney D twenty three leftovers. So, like the announcements we got from Marvel is the stuff that they're like, ah, eh, we don't want to announce that at our big event. So they got like a bunch of stuff in store for the big event, and they oh, just yeah. announced that the Shang Chi director will be doing the Avengers five. Yeah, be fun. I, I'm excited for that. I I absolutely love Shang Chi. Um, I do too. Shang-Chi was such a good, like, refreshing surprise. I totally agree. How yeah. good it was. 
Very like, good. I I was kind of skeptical going into that one, and I like I loved it. I, I'd like go see it again, and uh, yeah, like I was I was very just pleasantly surprised at how good Shang Chi was. So was I. I love Shang Chi. I, I read a little bit of the comics as a kid and like, you know, see when they, you know, announced they were doing the movie, it was like, all right, cool. Let's see how they pull this off. And now I'm like super intrigued to see, uh, I'm a nerd out for a second here. Like the 10 rings, the bangle for Miss Marvel. And uh, I don't know what else is going to mix in there, but I'm, I'm hoping those things are all connected in some way, shape or form. And we're going to like just dive in and get like Fing Fang Foom and, the uh, Clethuans or however you say those guys' names, the the big dragons. Like yeah, phase, phase four was a lot like phase one, where you're getting like elements of a story that you don't really know how they're going to come together. Yeah, and I can't wait for phase two, five to see how these different things start to meld into one another. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, like the only thing, I, the thing I liked least about Shang Chi was that like the ten rings aren't the different like mystical rings of power. But uh, you know, like again, like you know, they had to do a thing for a movie, so like I, I'm not sad at, at how they took it. But uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see like you know now we we moved on from Infinity Stones. What are we like? This is kind of like the next cosmic deal or whatever. So yeah, like that's that's super cool. I, I'm. I'm I'm excited. Like I mean, like you know, with all the 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 first phase characters, kind of like you know, they it, they can't put them in movies anymore because it costs like freaking eighty yeah. billion dollars to get Robert Downey Jr. in a movie now. Like I do like the crew of of people they got going now to like carry us forward to the next one. So like I think I think it's gonna be good. I like yeah. that um, that Doctor Strange is. Buddy, I can't think of his name. I like that he is Wong. like the Tony Stark for this Wong. one. Yeah, Wong. Wong is phase four, five, and six's start. Yeah, I like that a lot. And 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 that guy is hilarious. Like I I'm totally looking forward to seeing him show up more. Uh, I'm uh, hopefully no. I'm not trying to spoil anything. I know they're showing in a couple commercials now, but he's appearing in She Hulk, and like I'm excited again. Like where's all this stuff gonna tie together? Like. I, I know Feige announced that like all these threads are going to start coming together as we see some more stuff in the next couple of months, but it's uh it's definitely, it, you know, it's exciting time to see where all this stuff's going to meet up and, you know, give us the uh, next two Avengers. Yeah. And he said that uh fantastic four will not be a uh, origin story. I'm excited for that. I, I, that's yeah. one thing I like about Marvel and Feige is that they listen to the fans. Like with yeah. Spider-Man, we didn't want an origin story and we didn't get one. Yeah. And I think that the, I told them on the podcast uh, a few weeks ago that I think that uh, the Fantastic Four is going to be introduced in Ant-Man Quantum Mania. That's my theory. That's that's what I've been thinking for a while now. And it's it's kind of looking like that might pay off. Yeah. I, I, I hope so. Uh, like Fantastic Four is awesome. Um, I'm, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to them. Like, yeah, and it's really interesting to me, like, who they, you know, so if it's like someone big like the Fantastic Four, it's like, okay, we're not doing an origin story for them because, like, enough people know about the Fantastic Four, they don't want to see that. But, like, you know, like, we were talking about Shang-Chi, like, like he's he's been a character, not not obviously as long as Fantastic Four, but he's been around since the 70s, and, yeah. uh, you know, it's like, okay, you know what, he needs he needs an origin story. Yeah. Like, it's like Guardians, we'll too, right? Way. Guardians wasn't big until movies yeah right it was like we need to introduce these people versus like you know just like okay well they've been a team for a while and, and here you are but uh yeah I, i'm interested to see like who gets 
who gets like fully originized and who gets just kind of like, okay, like you, you know who this is, like let's go. Yeah, I've I've learned my lack of knowledge of these characters has really helped my enjoyment of the movies because I I don't yes. know Chang Chi from Adam at all. Like so, <laughs> the rings like on his arm. I'm like that's sweet. Like I I don't even know how the rings would work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that that right there I think is why I enjoyed Miss Marvel so much. Not only did I not have a huge familiarity with the character, but I did not. Like any of the stuff they covered historically with the the whole partition and um, anything with like the the like culture and stuff, totally new to me. And so I I love like I'm a big junkie for watching History Channel and watching all the documentaries and stuff. So it like not only hit my my uh, like Marvel and superhero nerd like level, it also hit my love for like all the documentary stuff. And it's like, all right, cool. I'm like learning something and I'm enjoying this thing. And I, I got to say, like, right before joining you guys, I was listening to, and I'll, sorry, I'm going to rattle off uh, one of your probably, like, uh, um, nemesis or something, the, the guys are <laughs> the rock stars. They, uh, they interviewed uh, Amon Vellani, and, and she is a giant nerd. If, if you guys want some entertainment for, like, 20 minutes, they just released the video today. It was on YouTube she's hilarious and like and like nerding out over every little thing and you know it's cool to see like one of the actors actually being that that much of a nerd getting the role and just you know fanboying the entire time that she couldn't keep a straight face doing half the scenes she was doing <laughs> I, I think i talked over you when you said who it was what is the, what's the podcaster uh new rock stars, new rock stars. okay cool. yeah no we love hearing about new podcasters yeah no whatever those guys suck rattle off like hey hey you're one of your competitors like, yeah, you know, yeah. like, uh, uh two things so first off um with um uh, ms marvel did you like the little wink to the x-men at the end when it was revealed that she was a mutant and then the x-men theme played yes i didn't catch it the first time around it was the second time i started seeing everybody posting online it's like Okay, I missed that, and so I jacked the volume way up so I could hear it. It's like, <laughs> they did it, so it was like goosebumps, just like Professor X. I was like, "That's what I like about Feige, though." It's like you want the X Men. I'm not giving you the X Men. I'm gonna roll it out, and here is Ms. Marvel. Like, yeah, she is our first mutant officially. Yes. Well, I mean, but, but it also it's like okay, no, no, it, it was in Doctor Strange though. And like we've got Professor X in the floating chair, like a uh, uh, freaking um. Krasinski as as Doctor uh, or, or Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic yeah. Come on, come on! Oh yeah, that was full on fan service. I loved every second of it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like we we had a big group. I want to say like there was a dozen of us all went to go see that opening night, and we were all just sitting there cheering and you know just totally nerding out. Yeah, you got to just accept the Marvel stuff as like event filming and just go and have a good time. I think you'll enjoy it. But um, what do you got? We didn't talk about this, but uh, She-Hulk uh, talks to the camera. She breaks the fourth wall. Yeah, little Deadpool. Huh? Yeah, well, she does uh, in the comics, right? Thing. Yeah, that's that's a that's a She-Hulk thing. Um, she definitely breaks the fourth wall a lot. So I, I like it, 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 and it's it's good because like yeah, I don't know the joke that you you saw is like the uh, Bruce Banner is there and he's kind of like like what are you looking at you know and <laughs> when she looks to the camera so <laughs> I, I'm interested to see how they play that that, that should be fun. Yeah, I I'm interested in that one too because she she predates their or excuse me Deadpool for you know a few years or whatever mm -hmm. so she was she was the one doing it first. 
And so it's nice to see that they're putting that in there. And and the the bit where Hulk kind of reacts when she starts doing it, I'm curious to see how they're going to play that off. And I was watching something either earlier today or yesterday that they're kind of pulling that whole concept of her, you know, talking to the audience and everybody reacting around her. They're pulling it from uh, uh, Fleabag, I think. I've never seen the show, so that was kind of new to me. But they, like they they would kind of acknowledge it. They'd be like, who are you talking to? Like, what's going on? And then like one other character jumps in and they can actually like, you know, break the fourth wall as well. So it'd be interesting to see how Marvel, you know, pulls this off and if they like keep it going through the movies or something. All right. The last, last thing I want to bring up, because I remember from the last few times you've been on, you were a big daredevil fan. What do you think of Charlie Cox being such a big part of phase five? Like I, a big part. I am Jones. I started rewatching season three this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I need I need to watch season three because um, Defenders left a bad taste in my mouth just because I, I really Finn Jones just really brings the, the yeah, show down. Iron Fist. It's, yeah. it's okay. and you, can, you can say that Iron Fist. It's like it's like having food poisoning <laughs> and then not wanting to return to that restaurant. So right. that show really just left a bad. But I want to go back because I haven't seen Jessica Jones season three yet either, and I've I've heard they're all coming back except for Finn Jones, which I'm super excited <laughs> about. I'm hoping they come back. I read an interesting like somebody you know has put their like own theory out there, their own head cannon, and it was, and to me it makes a lot of sense. They're calling it uh, uh, Born Again, and they already kind of did the Born Again story in season three of Daredevil, so. The idea of Born Again was he was blipped, but Kingpin rose to power while he was blipped, which obviously kind of looks that way from him rising to power in Hawkeye. Mm -hmm. So he comes back, finds out Kingpin's in power, and Jessica and um, Luke Cage were not blipped. And just like in the comics, they hook up, they have the kid, so they're raising the kid. So they haven't been on the streets fighting all the, uh, the stuff that Kingpin's got going on. And... You guys will like this. The idea was that they take out Nanny Rand and Colleen takes up the uh, the mantle. And so they okay, he's yeah. back and he's like, all right, like what's going on? Time to take Kingpin down. I'm down. Yeah. I, I mean, you had me at they killed off Danny Rand. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, um, Feige, Feige said that Daredevil and Spider-Man are going to be the ground team going forward. That would be sick. That would be totally sick. Uh, I would love to see a fully, fully developed, like fully paid for Daredevil. <laughs> um, you know, like they've done so much with so little, and, and like they do, they, you know, they've really done a lot with that show. Um, you know, and just like the the fighting and the brutality and like the, the full on Daredevil stuff. Um, I would love to see, you know, if if they got the right guy, you know, to to head up everything to to take it over. Like that would be that would be totally sick. I would love to see an Iron Fist. I mean, like, I feel like they missed an opportunity with Iron Fist. Um, they you totally missed an inclusiveness opportunity, and you missed an opportunity to just make, you know, a, a, a super awesome kung fu show. So, uh, yeah, whoever whoever they get to be Iron Fist, that you know, after this, like, I just hope that they know some sort of kung fu. Like, Colleen Wing would be like, like totally awesome because she's a, a, a great athlete and a. And a, and a she can actually do the things. Yeah, you know? yeah. It doesn't look like they, they like trained her to do yoga and then was like, okay, now do it faster. You know, like, they, they they wouldn't have to break continuity either with uh, Dan, uh right. Ben. They could just get rid of him and then keep the continuity of the show there. <laughs> yeah. Murder this guy and then just go forward. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm sure he's a nice guy. 
But if you guys are not fans of uh, Finn Jones, you guys can check out the movie Leatherface, where he gets eaten by a pig. <laughs> okay, all right, I might have to check that out. You know, like that's why I love um, Live Die Repeat. Like, I'll just watch it until Tom, Tom Cruise dying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you just watch it until until like the I think it's like the fifty seventh or whatever time that he dies. It's like the last time he dies in the movie. You just stop right then. All right, this movie's no longer good. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not, or it's not as good. You know, like there, there's, there's cool stuff that happens, but like I just want to see Tom Cruise get stepped on by a mech. <laughs> well, folks, uh, there's nothing else to say after that. Uh, Sean, where can everybody find your Kickstarter and your projects and so forth? The, the Kickstarter is at uh, scarlethuntress.com. Um, all my social media is, like it says on screen, Sean Forney Art, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, whatnot. Uh, you can find me at all of those. Uh, search me on YouTube under Sean Forney Art. And yeah, that's, that should take you everywhere. And That'll get you a link to the Kickstarter as well. Awesome. Everybody follow us at 3Geeks Podcast. You guys can check out Freddy Geeks. New episodes drop every other Friday. And then, of course, the 3Geeks Podcast drops every Tuesday. And uh, we will talk to you guys soon.